You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Jared here, and you're listening to the Refresh Podcast, where our goal is to take a deeper dive into our faith and continue the conversation beyond Sunday. Hopefully you've seen and heard the announcements, but if you haven't, this Sunday, November 8th, we will be having in-person worship. I'll give more details on that later, but can I just point out how exciting this is? If I'm not mistaken, our last in-person worship service was on March 8th, earlier this year. I know it's been a while, but we look forward to being able to join together and somewhat resume meeting in small gatherings, just as the early church did. Now, I don't need to go into specifics, but we can all agree that a lot has happened this year and a lot of things, whether personally or within the world, look different. And worship will be no exception. For everyone's safety, we are following masks and social distancing protocols, as well as making sure things are properly sanitized. And there's probably more things that I'm just not thinking of right now. But while trying to piece together all the things we would need to be mindful of in order to have safe in-person worship, a question stood out to us. And the question was, how do we approach congregational singing? And the reason it came up is because science dictates, and I can personally attest, that when we sing, we have a tendency to breathe in more air and blow out more air, which poses some concerns, health concerns. As our worship leader and host of a podcast that's talked about the beautiful collision that happens when our voices join together in song and how singing is a larger part of our worship expression, it's difficult to even begin deciding on how to approach it, especially since singing while wearing a mask can be uncomfortable. Thankfully, we're not alone. As a United Methodist Church, we are a part of a larger body that is answering the same question. And from higher up within the Florida United Methodist Conference, due to scientifically proven risks associated with congregational singing, it was suggested that we encourage meditative worship and it's a great idea, except for the part where there's no explanation of what that is or what it looks like, and Google's not much help either. So what is meditative worship, and what does this mean for someone like myself who hasn't really meditated or even thought of meditation before? The textbook slash Google definition of meditation is to think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting. Exciting, I know. There are also various references to meditation in the Bible, especially in the King James and New International versions. The first comes in Genesis twenty-four sixty-three, where we see Isaiah going out to meditate. We also have God telling Joshua to meditate on the law day and night in Joshua 1.8. Throughout the book of Psalms, there are mentions of meditating on the law and the works of God. So, with that in mind, applying this meditative aspect to our worship should be easy for someone to engage in. For others, it may still be unclear, and that includes myself, and I'm the one who looked all this stuff up. So, we're still kind of stuck with the same questions. What is and how do we do meditative worship if we're not used to or even familiar with meditation. And I think the answer lies in a series of videos I recently stumbled upon. 
The videos were by Bob Reynolds, and if you're unfamiliar with him, he's a great saxophone player who, in addition to his solo work, is a member of the Grammy Award-winning jazz fusion band Snarky Puppy. In these videos, he talked about the importance of active listening and how it's a way to improve one's musical ability. Simply put, he describes active listening as listening to one specific album by one artist and listening for things that stand out. There's no playing along or singing along, just listening. And it makes sense because it's how musicians and singers included improve their skills and pick up new ideas and techniques. Reynolds pushed the challenge of listening to something you're already familiar with and seeing if you can hear anything you hadn't noticed before. I tried the challenge by listening to a jazz record I'm very familiar with, and it works. I heard things I had never paid attention to, but rather than talking about that, I'd rather talk about something more relatable. This past Sunday for worship, we did I Am Set Free and All the Poor and Powers, both by the band All Sons and Daughters and released on the same record, the Brokenness Aside EP, back in 2011. That record also features the songs Brokenness Aside, Your Glory, which I'm familiar with from a previous church, as well as two others. I know how to sing and play about five or six or maybe even all six of the songs, but I wanted to see if anything jumped out at me if I solely focused on listening to them. I'll skip the musical and technical stuff I took note of because I don't want to bore you, but here's the main thing I noticed. In all six of these songs, Alive, Let It Shine, All the Poor and Powerless, Brokenness Aside, I Am Set Free, and Your Glory, there are references to the feelings that in all six of these songs, Alive, Let It Shine, All the Poor and Powerless, Brokenness Aside, I Am Set Free, and Your Glory, there are references to feelings that cause despair or things we find discomfort with. And in all these songs, there's a mention of how God reconciles that despair and discomfort. The song Alive opens with this. The song Alive opens with, this is a call to all the dead and disappointed, the ones that feel like they are done, but goes on to say, we are soaked in the grace that you, God, has given. And let it shine, it says, there are a million scars for every mistake, but we are not chained to the secrets that we've made. All the Poor and Powerless says that all the poor, the powerless, the lost, the lonely, unworthy, the thieves, and the hurt will all join together and sing out hallelujah. God takes the broken and makes them beautiful and brokenness aside. He broke our chains of sin and shame and I am set free. And he makes the sinner holy in your glory. All these lyrics stood out to me because a band called All Sons and Daughters lyrically included everyone in their song. I've heard these songs multiple times and I've never pieced together what was being said, which goes to show what active listening can do. Similarly, I believe we can apply active listening as our meditative worship. Though a vital part of our worship may be missing, it opens the door for us to connect with God in a different way. In one of our earlier episodes, we talked about how worship is our means of growing closer to God and how we feel God's presence in different ways, whether that whether that be through song or by listening to the sermon. Furthermore, this season gives us opportunity to actively listen for God. Presumably, our worship service will be a lot quieter than before, and it is here we have time to slow down and listen to what God is doing in our lives. Also, and perhaps more importantly, 
This time of meditative worship or active listening gives us time to linger longer with God, not only seeing what he's done in our lives, but who God is and the larger plans he has in store. As I said earlier, we will be having outdoor in-person worship at Summer Lake Elementary this Sunday, November 8th at 1030. And we look forward to gathering together and yes, mask and social distancing protocols will be in place. We do ask that you bring your own folding chair or something similar and we will have sanitized folding chairs just in case. For more information, you can go to citruschurch.org slash worship. And there, like I said, you can find more information. You can also register in advance and sign up to volunteer if you would like. And with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully this period prompts us to do as the Psalms say and meditate on the works of God and see what he has in store. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.